Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode comes with a content warning and brushes up against topics that could be triggering for our audience. You'll find specific details in the show notes. Please take care when listening. Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. It's notable the amount of work, energy and sometimes genuine stupidity it takes to master a single art form. But today's guests didn't stop there. Instead, they are known for their mastery of two. Being hailed as the king of boylesque since winning Mr. Boylesque Australia in 2017, although his performing career started many years before this, he also boasts being a state and national gymnast and trained dancer. This iconic burlesque character is matched by their drag persona, who similarly is a household name in Perth, which is, you know, there's lots of houses here. Uh, and it's very, very difficult not to just name drop in this intro, <laughs> having been en- known as Entertainer of the Year and as well as Queen of the Court as her drag persona, and then recently headlining the Perth International Burlesque Festival in the other persona. I think everyone must have caught on by now that, of course, I'm talking about your boyfriend Balladura, Carl Chaos. Hello. Or Alexis. Oh. Or Alexis Armstrong. <laughs> either, <Both>. either. <laughs> either, either, both at the same time. It is an incredible privilege to finally be talking yes. with you. Yes, oh I'm my so gosh. Excited. It's been a long time coming. I know. I think I started bugging everybody. Here you go, insider. Insider, I think I started bugging Carl in October last year. Yeah. Um, but that is just an ode to the incredible, like, life that you get to lead in burlesque and in drag and all of the super cool stuff you get to do. Um because of how busy you are. Yes, like, I oh think my it's, God, how amazing. I think it's also I don't know how to say no. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> yes, um, which is how, again, how I got you on this show. It's like, you you, don't, you can't say no. Um, all the people want you here. <laughs> yes, well, I'm, I'm so happy and privileged and honoured to be here. Oh, that's very kind. We'll see how you are after the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see um, how we go. I don't want any of this to ever go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Please throw it in the bin. Please delete. Mm, delete me from existence yeah. uh, right now. Um, so, uh, obviously, I'm supposed to ask one question. That was the original concept, is that I would just ask people one question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought that people would be like me and just do one thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it turns out most people are slashies, so the one question no longer works. Yes. Um, so for you, why performance art? Like why go into the arts at all? Um, I kind of just um, – growing up I really didn't do a lot as a kid. Like I was kind of just existing a bit. And then I tried dancing um, and then that didn't last really long. I uh, I actually got teased teased out by all the girls in the class because I was the only boy. Great. Um, so I left and then I did all the manly things. I did rugby and some sports and stuff like that and then found gymnastics. And then through gymnastics I found circus and through circus I found burlesque and found drag. So it was kind of just like a, a progression through through that to get to where I am now. Wow. Okay, cool. That's 
So much. There's so much that you went through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, here's everything I've ever done in 30 seconds. And that's um, without the trauma on top. So, yeah. <laughs> well, what? I wanted my scoop of trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what sells episodes. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, when you enter, like, you, when you were leaving dance and heading into, into gymnastics, was it just the idea of moving your body at that point, or were you already tumbling and I was kind of home? always leaping through the shops yeah. and cartwheeling around. And <laughs> I was always, I was the kid at school that could do the splits. Right. So, yes. I was always like, oh my God, you're the kid that could do the splits. Do the splits. So yeah. I would do the splits and that's how I eventually got into <laughs> gymnastics. And it's funny because my uh, sister, she was uh, coaching at a gymnastics school mm. and to not have to catch the bus home, I would go with her and her friend to go coach. So I would just uh, watch the classes and yeah. I was like, I'll just, I'm here, mm. I'm waiting. So I might as well just join in the class. Yeah. So it was just on a whim one day. And then I was 12 years later, I was <laughs> <laughs> completely hooked in it yep. from that moment. Literally, yeah. Um, so when it came to, to Dragon Burlesque, are they things that you met after like leaving high school and just like, you know, being a young queer person out on the scene? Like- well, yeah. Well, so I didn't come out till I was 21. So I had gone through high school. I was with, I was dating women. I was with a girl probably on and off for five or six years. Nice. We were living together. It was getting pretty serious. Um, and then the real me on the inside had to come out and that'll break. That's another, that's a whole nother bloody kettle of fish. Um, And then, yeah. So I just kind of found myself through, uh, met um, the girls from Connecticut, Sarah Mm. and Beck, and then started doing circus. And then burlesque kind of came about where um, they were asking for applications for the Perth International Burlesque Festival in 2013. Mm. And they were like, oh, we want a bit of variety and we want to get some circus performers in. So the girls approached me um, to do do an act in the show. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do a burlesque show, I want to give burlesque a go. Ah. So then I researched and I saw the amazing burlesque performers around Australia, like Raven and Mm. Bobby Socks from Perth and all that kind of stuff. So then I was like, I'm going to do the circus and do the hand balancing and the tumbling and stuff, but I really want to try and do bits, do some burlesque. Yeah. Um, and that's how Carl Chaos was born. Yeah, that's so cool. So, and before that, what were you, you just performing under the muggle name? And just yeah, so I was like just a, a boy dancer. So yeah. I was doing the corporate stuff. So like yeah. the crown shows. And, and when the, no one asked for your name anyway. So literally. Matter, yeah. So it was just kind of like roving gigs where I would just be uh, entertaining what, before people would go into the big ballroom and I'd be mm. tumbling around and dancing. And um, we used to, I used to do a, a gig called Scallywagging at the Crown <laughs> Casino, yep. but when it was still Burswood Casino, mm. and there'd be a group of us and we would literally just tumble around the casino in costumes and climb <laughs> on the walls and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of... That sounds super cool. It though. was so much <laughs> fun. So cool. And then we started climbing on things we shouldn't have and we got in trouble, but that's, uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't climb on the poker machine. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the poker table. Get off. You can't, clearly, you can't roll dice there. I don't know how gambling works. So <laughs> yeah. um, I think I was just come undone immediately. Yeah. You can't... <laughs> Play game. <laughs> yeah, great. Yes. You can't. Mm, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so when, so at Perth International Burlesque Festival 2013. Yes. Did you come up with the name like right there? Like did you come up with a persona there? Like how did this very, very powerful persona come to be? So I was toying with the idea of drag and burlesque at the same time. So mm. I was backup dancing for the Drag Queens of Connections yep. um, and all that kind of stuff. That's how I met Barbie and Hannah mm. Condar and Ruby Jules yes. and Veronica, like yeah. the icons of the time. Um, and continued icons. And oh continues <laughs> icons now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was kind of playing with it at the same time. So I kind of had, I kind of put Alexis on the back burner just for a bit while mm. this was happening and it was crunch time. It was like minute to midnight. I had to get my application in or it wasn't going to happen. And I was literally sitting at my computer and I was like, how am I going to come up? I need it, literally the first question in any Google form is yeah, perform a name. name. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know I had to do this. And I was like, I, at the time I was like 
teaching dancing to kids mm. and stuff like that. So I was like, I don't want to really use my real name because I don't want that connection totally. just in case. you. I just want to keep the, the two lives completely separate. Um, and my muggle real name, my middle name is actually Carl. Ah. So, but it's spelt with a C. So, and it's a name that I've never really enjoyed. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it with a K and Sorry, turn I it. Sorry, Oh, Siri wants to talk to me. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Um, and Seriously, not on this episode. No, not this episode. Uh, so I was like, you know, what, I'm going to turn into something that I like and hopefully other people like too. Um, and I was sitting on my computer and I was like, Carl, and I was like, let's put it with a K just to make it a bit more fancy. Mm. And then um, right next to my uh, computer, there was a pair of headphones that had chaos on it. And it was actually ah. on the headphones and it was spelled K-A-Y-O-S-S. And I was like, Carl Chaos. I can't, it sounds a bit like superhero-y and I could yeah. kind of play with it however I want to play with it. And that's mm. how Carl Chaos came up. I that's love how it that. Came with. Yeah. There's a headphone company. <laughs> yeah, thank you. They're thank you so much. Please don't send a cease and desist. <laughs> I registered the business name. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to be here. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so basically at that point, Carl didn't have like this iconic identity that you're really famous for like your no. ability to like, um, how do I... It's like a business thing. Oh my god! What am I trying to say? You're probably branding. Branding, yes, branding, oh, yes. You're very, very famous for Carl Chaos's branding, yes. obviously. Like you've done workshops on it and all that great yes. stuff before. Um, so, how long did it take to create the brand that is "quote unquote" Carl Chaos? It, it's really. I feel like every time I answer a question like this, is like I just fell into it. It just kind of happened. Yeah, which is um, also totally. I'm really fine. strong on like just following my gut and my instincts. Mm. Like even if like I'll ask a lot of people for advice, but even if their advice doesn't feel like it's right for me, I'll be like, you know what, thank you for that, but I'm just, I'm going to still try my way. Yeah. Um, and I kind of focused a lot more on the act first. And the first act that I did, it had like Britney Spears in it and it had uh, training men in it. So it was very quite gay and over the top. <laughs> what? No. Um, without that kind of darkness to it. But I was literally backstage at the show. I'd got mm. booked for the show. I was uh, second to close the first half. Yeah. Um, and I had all my makeup in front of me and I was like, what am I going to do? And... I had black lipstick yeah. and I had some black eyeshadow. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to darken, do a big smoky black eye and pop a black lip on. Yeah. And then it that's what it's been for the last 10 years now. And it just kind of just worked and it's become people know me for that. Yeah, no totally. matter kind of what act that I do, it's still the same. Like the shapes and the design of the makeup's mm. changed over the years. But it's, yeah, that black lip is always, it's always yeah, stuck for me. Yeah, a very, very big staple. Yeah. And, and it's, was it a conscious decision then to stick with your uh, regular and natural hair at that point too? Just because that's what you had available to you at the moment? Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. It was kind of like trying to just mix a bit of like trying to turn on a character but then also just be kind of muggle me at the same time and mm. that dancer side of me trying to just mash it together and see what I can what I can make work. Because it's also a very like, iconic part of the branding that is Carl Chaos now too, is, yeah. is, is the natural hair and the, the little curl. The little curl yeah. now, yeah. Curl now, now, now that I'm growing my hair out, I was like, what am I going to do with my hair? I'll pop a curl <laughs> what in. What do I do with all this hair? I, yeah, because i got to try try and hide all this forehead. So I was like, I'll put a little <laughs> Superman curl in the front and maybe it will distract from the giant forehead. Ah, so has superheroes and the ideas of like these very, very camp eccentric, powerful characters been a big influence for you? Yeah, always. And even with my makeup like uh frankenfurter like mm. for a long time mm-hmm. i was really inspired by that kind of makeup and then a lot so much a lot more now um like drag kings yes. like i love the drag king scene yeah. and people like landon cider that's that was the first yeah. picture i saw of like a that kind of contour because originally when i started doing carl i was like because i already had alexis alexis yes. was a two and a half hour get ready i was mm. like i want carl to be a 20 minute He's on, he's ready to go. Yes, so that you can warm up your body physically Exactly. Too. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, I want to put more a bit more into Carl. And then I kind of 
got really inspired by the drag kings at that time and I was like, oh, I want to play with that kind of makeup and also a mix with like drag king but also like Cirque du Soleil makeup mm. as well. So those really heavy contours and the Frankenfurter eye and then yeah. just deal with that, that black lip as well. So it's kind of I really like to pull from so many different places just to create one mash of what works for me. Yeah, that's but that's awesome. Yeah. And the idea of like pulling from um, really masculine elements is very, very, very fun, especially when you're doing like very queer arts, which is burlesque and drag, of course, yes, very queer exactly. art forms. Um, but so for superheroes and for like Frankenfurter and these things that juxtapose from each other to sort of like put them together. I love that. That's yeah. so great. Yeah. Great and fun. And I will have to fully out you and say you walked in in a Britney Spears top today. I so did. that's why I was not surprised. It's my lucky Britney shirt. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's yeah. a slave for you. Yes. It's from <laughs> Culture Kings. <laughs> so I braved Culture Kings to go get myself a Britney not Spears a t-shirt. No, not a sponsor. Uh, no, but so that was a that was an experience. I was like, You've do you have that Britney Spears top in a size small? They're like, I'll go have a look out the back. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> do you know the, um, what department that's from? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Not about that. Thank yeah, you literally. so much. Yeah. Can the DJ um, turn the music down? I don't literally. understand what's happening here. Literally, I'd never heard this song before in my life. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I think it kind of sounds like a train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the same chug, chug, chug over literally. and over again. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's what gets me cancelled. My, yeah. my opinions on the music culture yeah. just get me like torn off the pages. Uh, uh, you know what? I think I'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that Alexis was coming up at a similar time, but yes. it sounds like at a faster rate. Can you tell us about her journey? Yeah, so I found that there's a lot more opportunities in drag in Perth than there are for burlesque. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot more now is coming through with burlesque, Probably, which is so like only amazing. Yeah. yeah, so which is good because um, the drag scene in Perth has been so strong for such a long time. Mm. They've already had, there was already Drag Factory and then there was already so many venues around the place doing nights for drag yeah. and stuff. And then stuff with what Barbie's doing with pop being like, totally. it, she created the night to help up-and-coming drag performers to be in drag, to be behind the bar and be in the shows and in the cloakroom and on the door. So it's, it was really it was really great. So, yeah, as I said before, I was back up dancing for the drag queens and then I was like, you know what, this is really cool. I want to give this a go. Mm. So I did – I uh, came up – my first drag name was Gail Forces, <laughs> so it wasn't Alexis Armstrong because I was like – because at the time – um, I, I started doing drag before I really knew what drag race was. So I was kind of yes, still yeah. pre-cusp drag race. Mm. Um, and I think it was season three. It was Sharon's, I'm not going to say the rest of the name because she's cancelled, but yeah. her season. Four. Yeah, season four. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be that goth drag queen. I'm going to have the black lip. I'm yeah. going to do that kind of dark entity sort of thing. Who mm. knew that it was actually my male character that was going <laughs> to take that over? And then I stealing. Yeah, literally. You're like, no, you know what? Didn't work for you, but it's going to work for him. Um, So I went to a drag factory. I did uh, Nicole Scherzinger Wet for my first number. And then I did uh, Going In by Jennifer Lopez for my second one. And I was like, you know what? Alexis is a girl. She's a (laughs) woman dancing around in my mini skirt and my crop top. And then. uh, then my name started to get around and Barbie was like, oh, do you want to come start working on Pop in the cloakroom? Because you kind of start at the cloakroom, then you do the door and then you do the bar. It's a little bit yeah. different now, but when I started, it was like you had to start in the cloakroom mm. then you had to do the door and then you would do the bar. And then from there, once you had a couple of years in, then you would be able to get on stage. Yeah. So, um, and then she was like, oh, by the way, uh, I don't really like your name. You need to change it. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, and then Thank also, <laughs> also though, in Perth there is a very prominent performer, Miss Gail Force, mm. who is in the circus industry with yeah. flip tees. So I was like, you're not know fair enough. I'll change the name. Um, and then I, at the time, was dancing, studying full time, working on my advanced diploma in performing arts. Oh yeah. Um, and one of my teachers, who was from Burn the Floor, her name was Gemma Armstrong. 
and I was like, she's a sick dancer, a mm. powerful woman. I want to, I want to take, I want to take on that. And also, I'm quite muscly, so I was like, I can play on the Armstrong, yeah, have the totally. last name. And then I literally Googled girls' names for Alexis. <laughs> and then it was one of the first ones that I saw. And I was like, you know what? I think Alexis is really cool. But instead of spelling it I-S, I'm going to go A-S mm. because my, my boy name surprises Samuel. Mm. But it's spelled S-A-M-U-A-L. So, I was do, I, so it's always been Samuel with an A. So I was like, you know what? I'll do Samuel with an A, Alexis with an A. So it's kind of a tie on that as well. Wow. And so you've like taken literally, this is a great way to talk about like taking human into your personas yeah. because Carl obviously has the middle name yeah. taken from real life and Alexis, we've got the um, the Samuel taken from yeah. real life. Is it something that you separate very, very like strictly from like human to drag to burlesque? Um, there's kind of like a blurred line, but there's still a definite line there. Yeah. So like when, like especially when I'm at home, I'm at home, mm. like I'm just on the couch eating Uber Eats and watching TV with my husband. So yeah. it's like very that. So, but like I, 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 yeah, I blur the line a bit when I want to and when I feel like that I can and I need to, but I also try and keep it as separate as I possibly yeah. can as well. So, because you need, you need real life, like drag and burlesque is fun and it's this big, amazing world of um, amazingness and campness and queerness and all these incredible people, but you also need to know who you are as yourself mm. and to really know how to switch that off. Yeah. And I've learned that a lot more in the last couple of years, um, which is really good because before it was just like drag and I couldn't even tell you who Sam was, but now yeah. I really know who Sam is and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's really good. I think you've touched on something super important there. Yeah. It's so easy to get lost in. And I did. Yeah. I did for a long people. time and it's easy to chuck the makeup on and not worry about what's going on. Like mm. to the point where there was a, a couple of years ago, my, uh, my grandfather died and I was still at drag factory the next night. Cause I was like, I can put my drag on. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. So it's like, pushing your trauma and your, your issues yeah. and your life away to be this amazing character that you're getting all this praise and this acceptance from. Yeah. And you're like, I can deal with that later. And then you keep on doing it. Yeah, and because you, Alexis and, then and you don't, deal don't have it. any problems. No, and then you don't deal with it. And yeah. then you're two years down the track and you're like falling apart. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> why, why am I so sad? <laughs> Literally. What happened? Yeah. I'm supposed to be happy. Oh, yeah, that thing that happened two years ago that you yeah. didn't deal with. Yeah. Your body has finally gone like, we refuse to let you hide this. Amen. Carl and Alexis are now sad. And you're like, why? Why am I They're sad all the time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, there's a huge reckoning there too because in that, in like finally coming to grips with some of the things that have happened, mm -hmm. those characters become better by default as 100%. well because they become more complex. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, that, well, that wasn't a question. That was just, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. just a thought. Uh, <laughs> um, is there uh, now, is there a reckoning for you um, between the two or because, and I think I mentioned this before we even started recording, uh, Dragon Burlesque are doing this really yummy soup thing yes. right now where they're like mixing together. Big mix and mash, yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic. It's so cool to Yeah, see. Uh, oh my God, I love it. It's so great. Um, is it something that you're trying to keep as still separate entities or is Alexis going to do burlesque? <laughs> I have toyed with the idea of doing burlesque and maybe mm. even entering mixed burlesque. Um, I did. <laughs> Double I, winner. Why the I fuck mean, not? Well, I did mention it to a couple of people last year and then I had a people mention me being like, who I didn't talk to was like, I heard you're doing mixed burlesque next year. Are you doing it? Because if you're doing it, I'm not. No. I'm like, <laughs> no. And I was like, I told like two people, I mentioned Jesus it to Christ. two people and I was like, and also competitions like, from running Crown of the Court for yes, five or six totally. years, competitions are never about winning. Mm -hmm. If you win, amazing. I won. It changed my life for Carl and Alexis. But it's the valuable experience you can get and being on stage in mm. high-pressure situations yeah. and getting put in those situations and being able to get in a studio, train your routines and try and put together your best. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. If you win, that's, that's a goal. But not every great performer and entertainer has won a competition. So it's totally. not the end of the world. Yeah. So, like... 
I've done a couple of toying of Alexis with some burlesque stuff, like a show we did a couple of years ago in Fringe, um, Caged. I did mm. like a little burlesque number in that. So that was a bit of a toy with Alexis in that. Um, and as Carl, I do kind of have two sides of Carl. I have like the burlesque side, but I also have like the drag yeah. king side as well that yeah. I've done a couple of times where I paint on the moustache and I do a bit more of the... I, I'll cover my brows for that one and kind yeah. of do push more into the the drag king style. Just something do. you brought to um, PIBF last year as well was yeah. more of that king energy at yes. the court on your motorbike. Yes, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so like both, I have two characters, but they also have different sides. That like I've always, I've never wanted to put myself in a box, mm. and I think that's super important. Yeah. Like it's never like like have the things that make you known, for example, the black lip or for Alexis, I'm kind of known for Britney and being a bit camp and all the, mm. the tricks and stuff like that. But it's also being able to spread that out and making, I've always wanted, wanted to make my characters whatever they need to be. Yes. Not what they should be, but whatever they need to be. So if they're like, I need you to do comedy or I need to do dance, I need to do ballet, I can I can do that. I, I think yeah. I can do that. So <laughs> I, it's never trying to put yourself in a box. Like I always hear these like baby drags and performers are like, I'm, this is my aesthetic and that's all I'm going to do. It's like, but why, yeah. why not open? Like it's, this is at the end of the day, this is a, the performing arts, like it's entertainment. So mm. why, why limit yourself just to one little thing? Try everything. Yeah. Experiment. Like when you're starting out, you've got, you've got no expectation. No one's got any expectations for you. So use that time to really try everything. And that's what I, and that's what I did. So now it's like they've they're kind of mashed together, but they're kind of around the same community, but they're also quite separate at the yeah, same time. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned before, none of that has stopped you from getting a booking because I think the idea is that like if you don't have the strongest, like ah, oh, my name is Pearl, and I only do think songs about the water, and that's it. Like yeah, if, and that's it, and that will otherwise I'll never get booked if I'm not strong in that direction. Yeah, you dabbling more in circus and like letting the lines blow, but it's never stopped you from getting a booking. Exactly, and yeah, and that's and it's great. I like I have the best time, or even now still experimenting with mm. new things and, and trying new things and um it, you know what not everything's going to work sometimes you're going to fall on your face but that's that's life just hopefully not in circus you're not <laughs> literally falling on your face <laughs> <laughs> yeah well literally yeah <laughs> um so you allow your circus training to just like automatically that was allowed to be in like both you never like put a yeah i never i never yeah, kind of so i mean yeah. it's something people enjoy like you chuck a cartwheel in chuck a backflip in it's always going to get a great reaction mm. from people yeah um and like even now more so i don't always do it like especially with Carl, like the newest act that I put together, my Leather Daddy Act, I was like, I don't want to rely on the crutch of handstands and backflips with burlesque. I want to mm-hmm. prove to people that Carl is more than just that. Mm-hmm. Like he can just do some burlesque. He can do the strip. He can do that kind of stuff. So I've definitely dabbled in more of that in the last couple of years just to keep away from that. It, obviously it's still there when I need yeah. it to be, but also just to show people and just to show myself that I can do it without the bells and the whistles yeah, as well. Yeah, if corporate are going to show up with a paycheck and they want to split, sure, fine. Exactly, <laughs> When yeah. it comes to the things that, like, matter to you as a person, yeah. you don't, yeah, you can do whatever you want to. Yeah, exactly. Be all of the things. Do what you want to do. Be yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a then, car ad or something. Yeah, <laughs> even but even, even with the mixing, um, I, it hasn't been announced yet, but I do have an Alexis thing getting dabbled into the burlesque world coming up very shortly. That's so hopefully exciting. that will be announced very shortly, oh but I'm goodness. very excited for that, so... I mean, by the time... If it can't be in here, you can take it out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I mean, but to be fair, by the time this probably comes out, it's probably already going to be announced anyway. Great. Oh, no, now this is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Quick. (laughs) But no, which I'm super excited that to kind of do a bit more of Alexis in in the Burley world and a bit more like that too, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, On that, let's uh, throw to our break. When we come back, we have a question from one of our listeners. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we're back. I still have Britney Spears' T-shirt and the incredible Carl Chaos <laughs> <laughs> looking at me. Um, so we have a question from one of our superstar listeners. Uh, remember, if you want to ask a question to any of our guests, uh, no, you don't know who they are. I don't know who they are yet. <laughs> you can always email us at waexposepod at gmail.com. So this one comes from Sarah, she, her. Do you have any pre-show rituals or steps you take prior to a performance? Uh, yes. Well, obviously, pr- well, pre-performance is obviously training and putting the act together and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. in in-house, I if I'm very I'm very superstitious in the in the theatre, like very superstitious. So if we have a show run, um, wherever my spot is is my spot. I set up my things exactly the same place. If mm-hmm. it works, it'll be this. That's locked in for the rest of the run. So, for example, for Sensuality uh, this year at Fringe World, mm. we had eight shows. My preset was exactly the same every single night because if it's not and things go wrong, I it, it's not the time it's for me. Because your eyebrow pencil is in a different place. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have that sort of set, like even at Connections, I kind of have my spot that I always gravitate to. Yeah. Every show, every Fringe show, every Saturday night show, every Thursday show, I literally have my spot that I, yeah. that I like because I'm in my zone and I'm in my spot. Um, even just coming down to professionalism, I'm, I always like to get this super early. So it's normally even like an hour before yep. the show, probably even an hour and a half before show. That's always something big for me because if, yeah. if I'm not there early, I'm late. Totally. 100%. Yes, I still live off that. Um, the anxiety that it caused when I was in here interviewing somebody else and I got a message from Carl that's like, I'm here. And I'm like, 45 minutes early. Oh, yeah. my God, you're going to be locked outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, with rigging, like with circus stuff, mm. I always have to check my rig beforehand. Yeah. Um, so I'll um, check. I'll look at the beaners. I'll look at the ropes. I'll have to physically touch every part of the apparatus that yeah. I'm about to go on just so, so I know that, that it's people, safe. Yeah, these are some words that most people might not be super familiar with. What are you checking for? Are you just checking for like your balance in weight distribution or what are you looking at? So in regards to like uh, aerial stuff, so like rigging, so like the carabiners are the things that attach it to mm-hmm. the roof and also attach it to the the apparatus. Yeah. So if something's going to go, it's going to be the – it's not going to – it's not going to ever going to happen, touch wood. <laughs> but um, so checking the beaners, checking the swivel, the thing that helps you spin really fast. Mm-hmm. So checking that just to make sure there's no like big scuffs or dents or marks on it. Um, making sure it's like twisting properly and things like that, making sure like the, the carabiners are opening and closing correctly for to, to rig and to de-rig um, and then just checking the rope and like a silk or anything for any holes or any wear and tear, just, yeah. to, just anything that could be an issue later when I'm on stage that's not there, then I, it, then I'm, I'm good to go and then I'll, I'll place my aerial where it needs to be in mm-hmm. the spot. So whether if I'm rigging it or someone else is rigging it, I know that I've done my full check on it and I know that that 
aerial and then that, that thing is ready to go. Yeah. Um, if it's like a big performance, I have like my pump up song that I'll chuck my headphones in and listen to. Um, it's really corny, but it's Lose Yourself by Eminem. Yes. Um, so I've got the lyrics tattooed to my chest. That's what's on my chest. That's what's on your chest. That's so funny. I yeah. That. That's be- amazing. The beginning of that. Um, right. And then also I'll listen to my song. Um, if it's like a, like, for example, for like PIBF, I was mm. listening to my song religiously just so I know every breath, every word um, and things like that. Um, yeah, so I can be quite superstitious with things like that. Um, but yeah, and then just getting myself ready, however ready that I need to be before I can go on. Mm. I also like to be dressed and ready to go before the show starts. Yes. So even if I'm last, I've got half my costume on even before the show starts. Mm-hmm. So I could be waiting two and a half hours in my costume, but at least I know that if there's a tricky part, it's on early. And if I need to fix something or a zip bus or something like that, I know that I've got time to fix it. Yeah. Um, so things like that. So they're kind of like my pre-show rituals. And Does that mean, so you're talking about costuming and that, does that mean that you've got like a, a quick fix kit with you at all times as well? Yeah, I got a couple of things like a like a needle and thread and stuff like that and a couple of safety Love pins it. and things like that just to make it sure, make sure that it's, it's going to be on me if I need it to, <laughs> to me, be on me. You, if it was me, it would just be a staple gun. Yeah, <laughs> literally. with a stapler. Um, um, and then something quickly fun. Uh, something quickly fun. That's great English for me. <laughs> um, something fun uh, before every show at the Recobite. It's mm. just the Recobite. I don't know what it is, but I'll always eat a bag of uh, sour cream and chives grain waves before right. every show. Every right. single show. So before we'd walk down the street to, uh, to the Recobite before every sin, I'll buy a bag of... Yeah. Grain waves, and I'll eat them before the show. I don't know what it is, but That's now it's become a thing that I do. Well, sensuality has been going on for is it eight eight, eight years, years now? now. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's only started in the Come last on, couple waves. of years, but uh, I feel like I should be a sponsor of, uh, of grain waves. Totally keeping grain waves alive. You've got the other side of the chest, just like grain <laughs> just waves. Just a grain wave sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> be a bad thing if you um, decide that that's no longer your favorite flavor, but yes. you know, yeah, you we'll know roll with it. Or just put the logo on. Doesn't have to be a specific just, flavor. Oh, of course, there we go. <laughs> Branding legend. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So you did mention something that I think is really important to touch on again. Um, besides it just being the idea of a pre-show ritual that people get like really invested in is you mentioned like, okay, well, pre-show is also all of the training and all of the work yes. and everything that happens behind the scenes that an audience don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd love to just talk about like the importance of like recognizing all of that training. And yeah, stuff of too. course. Uh, how does that like factor into like, say you get, a great gig and then do you work backwards of being like okay well that gig needs this much training and this much work prior and therefore I'll attach x dollar to it is that how you sort of price yourself um as in regards to fees and oh, stuff or a bit to more just be to fees, but just like as as an artist if they go like well we've got a hundred dollars you go great cool you get an hour of studio time and that's it like <laughs> yeah so like a lot of my stuff like is like I've got a, hot, a lot of acts and it's with Carl and Alexa. So yeah. it's kind of like if people like in regards to budgets, if they're like, cool, our budget's 150 and mm. we want this act. I'm like, well, unfortunately that act is actually worth a lot more than yeah. that because it's got the circus and it's got the tricks and I understand what you want. I'm willing to do some things mm. in this act within your budget um, but then not kind of going ahead of that because obviously my my – physical ability is worth more than what sometimes could be and that's why a lot now I have created acts that don't have circus in it Mm. because it's like so it's like a a cheaper acts that I've kind of (laughs) you know what I mean so it's like no it's true though yeah Yeah. so it's like so it's like if they're like oh we really want you oh some circus would be great I'll be like well in your budget I can give you these acts Mm -hmm. if you want to give me 
an extra 50, you get these acts. If you want to give me an extra 100, I can do this. And if yeah. you give me this fee, I can do whatever the hell you want me to do. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot really of, important. I think that yeah. it's really worth mentioning because a lot of people sort of get like trapped in the idea of like, what can I and what can't I ask for? And it depends, like, what are you being asked of physically and mentally exactly. and emotionally? Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, you, everyone's, uh, my time is worth something. Yeah, that's not so controversial. Like, that's just no, a fact. No, exactly. So it's like, if you want it, you, I'm sorry, you have to pay for yeah. it. And I have turned down gigs being like, this is the minimum, unfortunately. Mm. And if they're like, oh, sorry, we can't do that. I'm like, sorry, then I won't be able to come to the gig. And that's not personal. It's it, unfortunately, it's business mm. and I've got rent to pay. Yeah. Um, I've got a life to live. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, sometimes those lines can be a little bit blur- blurred if you're booking friends and stuff like that. But it's like, uh, if you're not willing, this is what I've got or this is what I've got to offer. Mm. If you can't meet that, I'm, I'm unfortunately, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. Totally. I'm going to support you, but it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and things like training, like a lot of my acts, like when I'm developing new acts, I'll spend a lot of time on it. So like yeah. I'll, I'll come up with an initial concept, whether it be a costume piece or a song or just an idea in my head, mm. and then I'll work it from there. So that could be upwards to of like th- three months to a year totally. of working on things. And um, and then being in the studio, but I, I tend to like a lot of my acts to be a bit free. Mm. So like I'll have points in the music that I want to hit and I'll know – with burlesque, I know when I want to take them some things off and stuff yep. like that. But other than that, a lot of my acts are, are, are very free because I'm like, if they're giving me a lot on the right hand, stage right, but stage left is not giving me a lot, I can focus a bit more of my time on this side mm. instead of being on that side and being like, I've choreographed my whole act to be on this side and these people are over here yeah. and not having any part of me. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, I'm not my cup of tea sometimes, so sometimes <laughs> the crowd aren't going to like what I'm doing. Yeah. Where some people over here might enjoy it a bit more. So I, I like to have a, an element of freeness in my mm. act. So it's not just like, I need to hit this on this point and this on this point. I need to do this dance break here and that needs to go there. It's just a bit more free. So... Like I, I spend, a, I do spend a lot of time rehearsing my acts, yeah. but also like, oh, cool. I'm going to leave that bit free so I can kind of go where I need to be and be like, cool. I know at this point I'm going to take my glove off, mm. but I'm not going to be in a spot. I'm gonna, just going to go where I need to go and whoever's feeling the vibe the most and however I'm feeling on the night because you never, stages are different. Yes. Ne- not every stage is the same. I might yeah. have stage to do backflips and front salts and all that kind of stuff, or I might be on a tiny little stage where I'm like, I can barely walk two steps forward and two steps to the side. Yeah. So. I like the to raise platform at the record button for Sinchality is a great example of that. You had audience on like all four sides. Yeah, and you're like, where am I? Where do I need yeah. to look? Oh but my I gosh, kind of just people. need to go up. <laughs> yeah, literally. So I like to yeah, I like to spend a lot of time and then once the kind of act is up, even then I, I edit mm. and and I add and I take away. Because like even my Mr. Boylesque act that I did in twenty seventeen, yeah. I still do that act now. But if you look at it, what it was then to what it is now, it's still, in a nutshell, it's still basically the same act, Mm -hmm. but it's vastly completely different because it's evolved and it's changed and things have been taken out and things have been added in. Uh, And then also taking things out in regards to budgets and what can I do in this moment where Mm. I would normally hand balance when they're not paying for hand balancing, I can just do some dancing and some <laughs> floor rolling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, and which um, I guess would also impact the way that you your pre show your pre show ritual as well because your warm up would vastly have to change depending on what they yes. are asking and paying for you as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, and then once the act is up and it's ready, it's kind of just putting it in maintenance mode. Mm. So like even now when I do like circusy stuff, like when I do my Spanish web, which is when yeah. I spin really fast from the roof, like I don't train that a lot, but I'll train it leaning up to the event because it's. F- it's kind of like riding a bike. Yeah. Once you've got it, you've kind of got it. It's just kind of maintaining your strength and your fitness level mm. and then just going, cool, 
oh, yeah, this skill is here, that skill there, and it's kind of just updating the maintenance on it. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then spending more time on the new acts that you've yeah. got. Yeah. And a recognition um, from spaces and producers or whoever is, like, getting you in is that the moment is not what they're paying for. They're yeah. paying for, like, the three years ago when you created that act exactly. and you had to work on it and the maintenance that it takes to upkeep. And then the ten years that I spent just trying to climb a silk. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just trying to get up there in the first place, let alone doing anything. That's, like, yeah. ne- never li- spoken about. Yeah. yeah, you're literally paying for the 22 years of experience that I've had yeah. that I already got. That's uh-huh. what you're paying for. Yeah. yeah. And a black lippy. <laughs> yeah, and a black lipstick. It's going to yeah. go on your rider. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like a matte one and then you'll just be supplied by like a bunch of lime crime and be like, mm, <laughs> yeah. no, you didn't want this. Yeah. Yeah. Get really brand specific yes. on everything. We need to get a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Grain waves um, and some sort of black lippy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's your go-to at the moment with your makeup for the lipstick and stuff? Because obviously your acts are high intensity. Smudge is not something we need. No. So, yeah. So, like, um, at the moment I've been using like a MAC one. Mm. Like cool. the caviar, yeah. black caviar nice. one. Um, at the, it's pretty much, it's sometimes going to be a bit hard to find a black lip too. Um, so it's kind of at the moment, it's kind of what I've got, but I'm scraping the barrel on my Mac one. <laughs> so, um, Hi, Mac. Yeah. So <laughs> they listen. Yeah, literally. So yeah, but I'm actually, yeah, I'm on the market because um, a couple of years ago I was using a, a different brand that we no longer mm-hmm. kind of speak of, um, which was great. But so then I kind of moved to the Mac one. Um, and now, yeah. So if anyone's got any options, send me a DM, <laughs> um, some good, some good black lipstick brands that ain't going to smudge when I'm. Getting all sexy with other people and smudging my arms across my face. Yeah, because I mean, you're already <laughs> blowing sour cream into their faces. <laughs> I have mints in my bag. How dare you? Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a part of the ritual. Yeah. I would actually be more interested in being like sour cream, <laughs> <laughs> chip smell, just like good poor people at Canada yeah. just being like, yum. No, on, before on stage, always a couple of mints and a good and a good uh, perfume. You want to smell good. Impulse. Yeah. <laughs> Impulse body spray from Kmart. How dare you, Midnight Fantasy by Britney Spears. <laughs> of course, of course, the crimes I have committed yeah. today, they are just stacking. I'm never coming back. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, we keep coming back to branding and I'd love to just quick touch on because I think it's something we get a lot of questions about branding mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, so it's just about finding what works for you in regards to social media. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you don't want to be... It's five o'clock on a Sunday. My alarm's gone off. I need to put a post up and yeah. then I need to go on Facebook and check all that. I mean, that stuff works and it's really great if you're into that kind of mm. stuff. Well, I've got enough to do already. Yeah. And I've got four or five different Instagrams that I need to be posting on Blech. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I have no time for that. So it's easy. You see my face, you hear my voice. I'm going to tell you what's going on. Have mm. a quick listen, have a quick read because I've always got the captions on it and then just go from there. So that's in regards to social media. I always just find what works for you. Mm. Um, yeah, if you love editing reels, edit all the oh reels my God, that you, you want in the world, but I envy you. Yeah, but then it, you don't want it to become monotonous and you start hating it and start yeah. resenting it because then you're going to do nothing. Mm. Um, and then in regards to, like, being on stage, like, people know Alexis and know Carl for their specific things that they have, mm. but they're also known for being able to do, any like, anything they need to do. Totally. It's like we've said it a lot, but Carl with that black lip, you're going to know that the, the black lip's coming, mm-hmm. you've got that branding no matter what I'm wearing, I'll come up on stage and you're like, oh, no, that's Carl because I know it from this specific thing that I know yeah. him from. Or or Alexis, you're like, oh, Alexis, I know it might be something completely different, but you know that it's Alexis because of the things that I do in mm. a, as Alexis. So it's really finding who your characters are as the, the base core yeah. and then just adding to that when you need to add to it. So with brand, yeah, so stuff like that with branding, have something that you that you love and that you really want to kind of focus on mm. um, and really use that to really push that. Um, but then you also not be not be afraid to to step outside the box. And then yeah. I also spoke about a, a branding is also being professional. It's mm. also being on time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also not being – don't be a diva. Don't be a diva. 
don't be that girl backstage. And I say, girl, don't be that person mm-hmm. um, backstage because you, you might be really nice to the promoter, but if you're awful backstage and you're demanding things and you're being awful to other people, being like, yeah. this is my space and I want this and you need to help me with this, it's like that word gets around. Perth is a very, 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 yeah. very small place. And even Australia is a very small place. Tra- word travels real quick. Yeah. Um, and not with just camp drama but also like if that person's not great to work with everyone's got to know that person's not great to work with so that's also a part of your branding as well is being yeah being attentive being on time being just a just being a nice person and being yeah great to work with and everyone gets stressed out and everyone snaps Mm. and everyone has bad days which is 100 percent. it's also leaving that at the door but Mm. sometimes you just can't help you you're going to feel your feelings yeah um so it's just knowing just being like cool i'm at a gig i'm here to work I'm, I, I, unfortunately today I can't be that funny, big personality backstage totally. tonight. I just need to be in my corner and it's just being like, hey, I'm just going to be over here today. I'm not having a great day. I'm here to do my mm-hmm. job, unfortunately, today. I love you. I love you all. Give you all a hug. But yeah. I'm, I just need to be in my own space today. Yeah. And then also if you're having a bad day, not spreading that onto other people mm, as well because you yes. can be backstage and someone's going to have a really bad day. And then it affects your Poisons performance. It literally, yeah. And you can feel it in mm-hmm. the air and you're like, I, I get that you're either stressed out or you've had a really bad day or something's not worked for you, but you're you're working as a group tonight. You might be doing a solo, but this show is a, a collective. Yeah. It's like there's still there could be seven, eight other people in the cast that your your awful time and your bad energy can really affect the room. So it's like knowing how to, even if you've had that bad day, try and I don't want to say hold your feelings in, mm. but hold them in for the time that you need to to get your job done. Yeah, because I mean, if you're working at Kmart or Coles or in a business or whatever, that's you're going to get talked about. Yeah. People are going to be like, well, that, it's the same in the performing world. So it's totally. like part of your branding is knowing how to be backstage in mm. whatever, like your 100% could only be 50% of what you normally are, but you still need to give that 100%. You still yeah. need to, to give that. And that shows like I always find you really get to know someone in um, high stress scenarios. So you really get to know that person a little bit more and it's like, mm. You're going to get angry and things are going to happen, but a part of your, your your brand and your person is and your professionalism is to definitely like try and work around it and manage your own and knowing the feelings that you feel and try and manage that a lot more. Yeah, and that's definitely a part of the branding. And then, and then yeah, so we talked about a lot about that and then kind of just went through what people wanted to talk, uh, ask me questions. And I was like, I'm an, I'm an open book. If yeah. you want to ask me a question, that's even even now people that are listening, my DMs are always open. If you've got a question you're, you want to start, um, you don't know where to start or how to start or you had an idea that you want to chat about, my DMs are always open. I'm always happy to have, have a good chat. Um, so that's what we did in the workshop. And then I put a little five, six, seven, eight count together. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I want you to show me, it was like a set song and set choreography, but I want you to put it in your style. Oh, so whether you want to, yeah. whether you want to do it in a kind of bit more of a, a showgirly style or a bit more of a pin style, or you want to go, I want to thrash myself around style, like, or a jack, like however you wanted to, it was a very blank choreography mm. and I was like however you feel however you want to express yourself with this curry take it on and and go with it and that's and that was pretty much the hour and a half I think we almost went two hours in that workshop that's amazing um but no yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun I was it was the first time I've ever put on a workshop like that too mm. so it was a bit stressful but um <laughs> but I always love to try new things it's always yeah. it's always good to tr- put your uh, get yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes the, and really the try Carl new things. and Alexis brand of yep. this entire episode is just like the new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Do I like it? I don't like it. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have to do I mean, it again. I get bored too easy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm bored with that. What's next? Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. What interesting thing is being developed and how can I like get it? 
get yeah, a hold of it. Exactly. I think something that you mentioned a little bit ago about like Perth talking. Yes. Obviously very, very small in terms of our art scene, although yes. like so many more people to get on the show, obviously. All oh time. my gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> consistently. Um, but we do talk just as much about the people who are doing the right thing. So I think it's so total one, deterrent just in like, I do I have one bad day and that's all that's talked about forever. It's like, no, no we talk about good things just as Oh, my much. gosh, yeah. yeah. Like even like um, some things that happen at like a drag factory or mm. like a grad show and stuff like that, people are like, oh, my God, did you see that act that they did? It was so good. They did this, 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 and they had this reveal. I've never seen it before. And the the – there is obviously people talk about the bad things, but mm. 100% people talk about the amazing things. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, did you see that Fringe show? That was so incredible. Yeah. Like, I didn't get to see it, but oh my, that you hear about it from everyone yes. being like, that was incredible. And like, um, we've had a few, sh- a couple of shit years. The world has had a really yeah, couple of shit years. Totally. So it's like, it's definitely really trying to now really focus on the positive a bit more. But obviously, mm. if someone's not great to work with, you, you're definitely going to hear, oh, to hear you're about, gonna it, hear about well. it. You're going to hear about it. But don't like, don't let like that bad that day deter or that, you. that deter you exactly. from, like, from trying again and from continuing to put your your best out there, 100%. even if it is at only at 50% one day and it's at 100 the next. Yeah. It's like, we, we know. <laughs> yeah. And even like, um, even if you have a bad day, it might be just one bad day in 365. But. Mm. An apology, like even just totally. being like, "Hey guys, I'm so sorry. I knew, I know that I was having a really bad day, and I might have ruined the room for you guys. And I just want to apologize." And people are like, "Great, they've an acknowledgement, yeah. acknowledged it. It's not just yeah. unsaid in the dead air. So it's like you've acknowledged it. We knew that it was happening. It's all good. Let's move forward. It was a bad day. Let's have a great time next time. Totally. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the turn it into a positive. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a massively really cool point that you brought up. It's like just our ability as backstage people and artists and performers in the industry just be like, oh, oh, you said it out loud. Great. We don't care anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Thank so, it's, so it's, much. it's cool. more, there's more um, tension in the air when it's not spoken about, but mm-hmm. you know what's happening. Yeah. So it's like, you might as well just nip it in the bud straight away. Yeah. And then, or like the next day, get over your bad mood, wake up the next day, send a couple of messages, be like X, Y, Z, move on from it. Here yeah. we are. Let's go again. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think that, that's probably where we're going to leave it today. I think that is an incredible advice for people. Is um, what is it? Pick yourself back up and try again. Yeah, um, keep just going. Stealing lyrics from yeah. people today. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just yeah. keep swimming. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that your DMs are always open yes. to people. Let us know about your social media platforms. Yes. So on Instagram, I have um, Alexis Armstrong, just how it's spelled, and I've also have Carl Chaos. Um, I've also got my Kings of Boylesque Instagram as well. Um, don't post on that a lot, but I'm. But it's a it's very one of those good things. show. It's there. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then Facebook, I have my Alexis Armstrong page. I've also got a Carl Like page. And then on there, I've also got my other shows. So I've got my Filthy and I've also got my Fight Club page too. So go and like all those and see what's about to, yeah, about to happen. Yeah, all of the things, all of the stuff. Um, yeah. And as always, if you like this episode of this podcast, you can like and rate us across um, social media platforms. You can leave a comment. Um, or like we said before, you can send a message and a question to waexposepod at gmail.com and we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you so much, Carl, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. You potato. All right. Hey, oh my gosh, we've come back and it is still recording. So. Oh, do you need me to start all the way again or not just kind of pick all, it up? Not at all. Not at all. I will find <laughs> I will find where I ruined everything Great. and patch it back together. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about splash refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, 
it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 